Welcome to the Thundercast, episode two. This is your host, Brig Pfeiffer, here with my co-host, Kale Nelson. How are you doing today, Kale? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk sports today, and it's been a good day. I've just been vibing in the office all day, and it feels good to be out of there. Fair enough. How are you doing, Brig? I'm doing good, you know. I know we were talking fantasy football earlier. We were both having troubles with that. Um, It's been good, though. Got a lot of homework done. That's always good. Good, good. But... But yeah, it's been a it's been a pretty fun week here at SEU Sports. The last week was a uh, it was it was really a lot of action. It was really action packed. There was many many games. Um, so here's what we're kind of going to be doing today, Kale. If this is okay with you, of course it is. <laughs> we're gonna start. We're gonna start by going over what happened in all the games last week, and then I want to talk about a little bit about. Coming up this week, get fans informed. And then last, we're going to talk a little bit pro sports and fantasy sports because we haven't talked fantasy sport. We didn't talk it on the first one, so we'll have to dive into that a little bit more. So True. We will do a little preview recap style then, huh? Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Cool. Kind of like we're used to. But all right. So, Kale, I'm going to have you start with SU football. Awesome. Well, SU football had a big game against UC Davis. Another tough opponent. Three straight ones to start off the year. I mean, it's it's hard when you start against opponents like this to really perform well. But I think we've done a great job. And it was a huge passing day as well. The first game of the season where Justin Miller has gone over 300 yards, which you can see it's because of the wide receivers. Oh, yeah, definitely. Justin's doing great. But we have some serious talent at these wide receiver spots uh, between... Tim Patrick and... Timothy Patrick Jr., you mean. Oh, my bad. (laughs) We've got Zach Mitchell and then Isaiah Wooden. All of them are doing so good right now. They really make our football team look good out there. Again, we were playing from behind, which has been the case the last three games, but we won the second half again, but it didn't really matter because we were already down by too much. Yeah. Before we go too far, I have a fun fact about Timothy Patrick Jr. Did you know his brother is Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos? Is he actually? Yes. Wow. So Tim Patrick and Timothy Patrick. Are brothers? Yes. Unless my um, Google search was incorrect, that was the case. Huh. Yeah, isn't that kind of cool? That's really interesting, yeah. actually. And, you know, one went to Utah, one went to Southern Utah. Pretty cool. But, yeah, so it was one of those games... We've seen a lot recently out of this SU football team. You know, they have an 0-3 record, but that does not reflect at all of how the season's gone. Yes, we have been hanging in with most of our opponents, and we are just on the verge of getting one of these, breaking it free, especially once we hit whack play. I'm confident that we will perform so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one one of the big points that I really wanted to make, the second half, we did win the second half, the fourth quarter, though, um, we were down 20 to 14 with just under 11 minutes left and uh, we got a stop, but then we were forced to punt and then UC Davis got the ball back. They had a really long drive and we had a chance to get off the field. It was a third and two on the on our 33 yard line. So they still had a chance to kick a field goal, but we gave up a 19 yard run and that was really just that was the backbreaker there because then it was a chip shot field goal. They ended up going up by nine and then right. We scored another touchdown really quick, but didn't get the onside kick and that ended it. But just finishing those kind of games, right? We saw the same thing with the Arizona State game, right? We we got stops. We Our offense had to punt it after another three and out, and then Arizona State had like a f- 
just under six minute possession to end that game just couldn't stop them on the ground, which, you know, it, it happens, but hopefully coming up this next week, we'll be able to see a little bit more end of game situation, being able to stop the run. Yeah, I really hope so. We look like the reverse version of the Minnesota Vikings right now. We're just barely <laughs> losing all of those close games, whereas they last year were winning all of those close games by one score. Yeah. So hopefully we can flip that and be on the other side of that narrative. No, definitely, yeah. Um, one player I kind of want to highlight from the football team is, man, Zach Mitchell has been unreal. I know that there was a little bit, there was a lot of expectations on him coming into the year from the coaching staff. Um, if you read some of the, the off-season articles about the wide receiving core, there was a lot of really exciting stuff coming out, out about him, but I've been shocked by how well he's played. Especially for someone so young. Yeah, yeah, came out of a prep school, his first year playing in college. Um, he's been really impressive. I've really enjoyed watching him play. He's been a really big addition. I think almost like the missing piece to that wide receiving core a year ago. Like you kind of felt like offensively we were almost there and we were missing a piece. And I think that that is one of the pieces that we were missing. Yeah, I feel like our passing game with him included is starting to fall into place. So hopefully they will be able to make those comebacks successful for the rest of the year. Definitely, yeah. All right, we'll come back to football in a little bit, preview the homecoming game this next week. Let's move on now to cross-country. Pretty big things went down in cross-country. Um, so the men's team was an invitational last week, and they dominated the invite. They finished with 41 points and finished with 60 in the open. And they surpassed the second-place team by 63 in the invite and 23 in the open. So they dominated. They took first. Um one of our runners, Ban Taylor, led the way for all runners and finished his race with a time of 24 minutes and 59 seconds. And a freshman from our school, Logan Peel, was just about 13 seconds behind him. So really cool to see from, from our men's cross-country team winning, winning the Invitational. Um, for those of you that don't know, winning by that many points in cross-country, it's That's so really significant. Good. We completely dominated on that that meeting. Yeah, like, that was that's outstanding. Yeah, it was really, really cool to see. So yeah, the women also had a competition. They weren't in the open, but they finished the invite in sixth place, just behind Arizona and UC Irvine. Irvine? I say Irvine, but that's what I've heard. Okay. But I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. I'm not from California. I don't know. There's so. an E on the end. I feel <laughs> like it's probably Irvine and not Irvine. You never know. Yeah, and we had standout performer. Soraya Hernandez finished ninth out of all runners with a time of 20 minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah, really, really good finish from both the men's and women's cross country. Just, I was really impressed by by their performance. It's really cool to see um, our runners doing so well. I am so proud of them. I was a runner in high school too, so that's, uh, I've got a little bit of an allegiance to our cross country team. I mean, if it counts, I was a runner in middle school, so oh, if that we don't counts. Count that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kill, we're going to talk about golf next. So I'll have you start with men's golf. What happened for them? Sweet. Yeah. They finished 24th out of 24 in the Gene Miranda Falcon Invitational. So it was a tough, it was a tough day for them. Mitchell Abbott tied for 57th place with a plus seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus seven. Yeah. So seven above par pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it definitely hasn't been the start to the season that they wanted, but Mitchell Abbott has been a really, really, really good athlete for them this year. This is his second in both of the meets. He's led the the way with being the highest performer for for golf, and 
we'll see if he can keep that up. We'll see if he'll be able to motivate some other players as well to to get up there with him in the rankings. So good for him. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that the main goal for men's golf would just be to turn things around as we go into the season, um, change things up a little bit, and hopefully we can start to get some of those higher placing meets instead. Oh yeah, I'm. You know, it just it comes with time, right? And we kind of were talking about that with with women's soccer, which we'll get to in a minute, but it, it really, it just takes time, you know? Some teams, they just don't play well at the beginning of the year, but they peak at the end, and, you know, you just never know, so. Yep. So now we're going to move on to women's golf. They had a really, really good um, invitational. They finished ninth out of 19th after having a really big last round. Um, they were at the Timpanogos Collegiate Invitational, so it was hosted by University, Utah Valley University for whatever reason my mind was messed up. So Irene... I don't know how to say her last name. It's very long, but she is an athlete for SUU. Led the way, shooting a career low for her six under par in round three. And Anais Geibel shot a three under par 69 in the final round. And they really carried the load there and jumped us up all the way to ninth place, which was really impressive because before they, I think they jumped six places in that final round to put them at ninth. So. Really big final round. That's crazy. Six under par for a career low. That's that's a big deal in golf. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was that was really cool to see. Next, let's move on. We'll talk about women's soccer. Um, on our on our podcast last week, we talked a little bit about waiting to see results, and um, I think that's still going to be the case here. They lost three to two at home Thursday against Idaho State, and so currently they're zero five and four. We're missing out on those wins. But you know, Sammy Sofany and Whitney Gardner led the team with. Eight assists apiece. Sammy Sofania and Whitney Gardner lead the team with eight points apiece on the year so far. Just one of those games again where just couldn't really finish, but you see the potential with the team there. It, they're they're right there. They're they're just so close. And you know, I'm sure it's discouraging for them to not to not get the wins and see the results. But for now, I think it, you know, and people don't want to talk about, you know moral victories and how it's not really a thing but at the end of the day it, it is a moral victory for them you know staying close with all these teams and although they haven't been able to finish finish matches they've still been really good so do you have any thoughts on the soccer team honestly it's just heartbreaking week for SUU honestly because we are we're so close with all of these things we are just on the verge of breaking one free we need to at least get that first win in the door for soccer and once we do I think we can start getting on a little bit more of a roll, turning things around a little bit. But we're just barely in that spot where we can't get that win. And uh, as soon as we are able to, I think we'll be able to start moving along, not necessarily going undefeated or anything like that for the rest of the season, but we'll at least be winning winning some games instead of having a record with that uh, difficult zero on the sheet. Yeah, it'll definitely take some time, but... But they'll they'll get it. Um, all right, I'll have you. Do you want to talk about women's volleyball? What happened with them last week? Pretty eventful week for them. They had a lot of games. Yeah, a lot going on for them. They went one and two last week. They got swept by UNLV first, then lost three to one against Marshall. I heard you were there at that one. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Um. So first, that um going one and two last week that puts them at four and six on the season going into conference play this week. Um. Yeah, the Marshall game was super fun. So they lost the first set, really close set. They came out and won the second set. The crowd there was amazing. 
I was very impressed. Uh, you know, was it the shout out from me to go to the game last week? Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. It definitely wasn't that, but it was it was a really, really fun crowd. Um, Brig just wants to be able to say he won the game for SUU Volleyball. See, but they didn't win the game. Well, whether they won or not, you want to be able to say that you won the game for SUU oh, Volleyball. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, definitely want um, to do that, but it was really good. Um, you know, just those last couple of sets, Marshall played really well. They had some really, really nice digs, and... Man, they controlled the net so well, especially in that last set. They controlled the net very well. They had probably five to ten blocks, somewhere in that range, but it was really impressive to see. Um, SU should be really proud of the way they performed that game. It was a tough Marshall team. They came in, and Marshall was ready to play that first set, and SU came right back the second set and won, and even though they didn't get the win, it was really good. And Yeah, so going on to Saturday, I'll let you talk about talk about Saturday a little bit. Yeah, Saturday we got that win, swept Idaho. Which is great. Uh, one in eleven Idaho, but a sweep nonetheless. You you know a you sweep should, is a sweep. You should sweep the team if they're one in ten going into that game, right? So they did yeah. what they were supposed to. They got the job done, right? Yep. Um, Finished it out strong. And then I just want to spotlight one player from the volleyball team. It's a uh, setter, Tanea Leilai. I'm sorry, Tanea Leilue. And she has recorded 300 assists on the year. This is her first year at SU. She's a transfer. She's actually from West Jordan, Utah, for those of us who are from Northern Utah. She went to Copper Hills High School. She, she's been very good. She's really blossomed into a star for this team this year. You know, they've really counted on her. And she, especially when I got to watch her in person at the Marshall game, I was very impressed. She just was composed at all times. It was, it was really impressive. Yeah, the setter is such an important position in volleyball, and having someone like that who you're completely able to rely on to handle any pass that comes up to her is just, amazing. I mean, you know, placement on on those assists are just so important, right? It's it's one of the more underrated parts of the game, I think, because yeah. you don't really think about it. You just think, oh, they set it to them, and, you know, they just jump. But it's like the timing has to be perfect in order for – in order for the hit to be perfect, right? Like, it, it just has to be perfect. And so it's really important. To have That's one of the more important positions. You have to have somebody there who's able yeah. to put that in the right spot. It might not be as glamorous as getting the kills, but it, it definitely is just as important as oh, getting the kills, 100%, if not yeah. more. But, yeah, so that was really good. Um, let's move on to Thunderbird Sports this week. Kale, I'll have you start with women's volleyball here. Got a couple conference games this week. Yep, we'll stick with volleyball as we go into the preview of the upcoming week. We have conference play, like Briggs said, beginning. Two home matchups, though, so everyone can get out there and watch them while we're here at SUU. We'll take on Grand Canyon University Thursday at 6.30 in the AFEC. Definitely will want to come watch that one. Grand Canyon is looking really good, so they're a scary team to play, but (laughs) I think that it'll be... Um, a good game to see where we're at against our conference opponents to start off especially because we want to kind of see what our starting point is and where we need to try and get by the end of the year once we hopefully are going more into conference tournament play. Most definitely, yeah. Um, Grand Canyon, they have a very, very good player. Um, Tatum Parrott was a, is a sophomore this year. As a freshman, though, she was named to the all-freshman team and she was first team all whack as well as a freshman. That's awesome. So far this year, 
She has 152 kills. Keep in mind, they're 7 and 4, so they've played 11 games, 152 kills, and her hitting percentage is at .298 right now, which is very, very good for the amount, for the volume of uh, attempts that she's had. So We'll need to have our passing game on point for that one. And she's a little bit of a two-way star, too. She's third on the team with 22 blocks as well. So be on the lookout. If you want to come watch somebody, you know, SEU is definitely going to be dialed in on trying to stop her. Yes, for sure. That will be the focus. And then we have Cal Baptist Saturday at noon. That will be in the AFEC as well, obviously. Um, Come come to the games. They're fun. Another tough team. It's going to be a challenging week for women's volleyball, but nonetheless a fun one to watch because you'll get to see some good volleyball, and it won't be like uh, watching us sweep Idaho over and over again this week. Definitely, yeah. Um, With Cal Baptist, they got kind of a two-headed monster with their outside hitters. So the focus this week is really going to be defense for SUU. So they have graduate senior Katherine Krieger, and she's second on the team with 135 kills. Cal Baptist is also 7-4 and four coming to this game with a 231 hitting percentage. And then senior Michelina Rola leads the team with 148 kills to go with a .178 percentage. So just two-headed monster there. You got to watch out for them. They're, they're really going to be dialed in on getting it to those two to finish off each and every play. So, Who do you think will be the tougher game for women's volleyball? You know, I really think it, it comes down to, to the play, I think, of our libero, Adriana Rossi. She's currently fourth on the SU roster in terms of digs, which usually you want um, the libero to be first, but it, one, just, yeah. but it just depends on situations, right? Um, we have a couple of our DSs that play a lot as well, so it's not necessarily that, but I think it's really going to come down to they need a big game from her, right? And not, not that it's putting pressure on her or anything because, you know, she's the starting libero. She knows that she has a very important position, but if they can get a good game out of her, I think they'll have a good chance in both of those. So Yeah, it'll be good to see. Definitely. And then women's soccer, we got a fun one to start conference play at Utah Tech on Friday at 5. It's a 45-minute drive. If you don't want to drive, you can always tune in on ESPN+. Plus. But if you do want to go, you should go. That's going to be a fun one. Rivalry going. Rivalry. Yes. So that's a great way to start off conference play. Yeah, right into the rivalry game. I think that will get our soccer team hyped up so that they will be able to finally edge out that win. Getting our first win That's against our biggest for. rival be amazing. Next up, we have women's golf. So Monday, the 25th, so not this week, but next week, they are playing in the Title IX Women's Golf Tournament. It's taking place in Saratoga Springs, Utah. And fun fact, where I'm from, my house backs up to that golf course. So unfortunately, I will not be able to go up to that game, but I'll get my parents to give me give me some insight as to how it's as to how it's going for golf there so kind of funny i i was i was looking through i was like oh i wonder where the title 9 tournament's taking place and it was like Talons Cove Golf Course in Saratoga Springs i was like i know exactly where that is <laughs> nice but i know just kind of funny um i'll have you talk about men's golf here we have one event coming up for them yep it's going to be the Nick Watley i think yeah that's how you say it yeah the Nick Watley Invitational and that'll be Monday the 25th and that is taking place in Fresno, California. So it's nice. a, it's Fresno State who's hosting it. So Sweet. Yeah. And then men and women cross country, nothing this week, but not this Friday, but next Friday, September 29th, we are taking on Notre Dame at Notre Dame. 
So South Bend, Indiana, here we come. That's going to be a crazy Last one. time we went to South Bend, last year, the women's basketball team as the 14 seed took on Notre Dame there, so it should be pretty cool. March Madness. Getting, getting our teams back in South Bend. And then, Kale, I'll have you go a little bit over the homecoming game this week. You're, you're the football guy, so it's all you here. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm writing the recap on this game, so you guys will have to check that out. But Check out the preview, too, because that's what I'm writing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and Brig are covering our football team this week. <laughs> it's going to be a great homecoming game. Football is pretty much the only team right now that isn't jumping into conference play. So football is going to be— One more week, yeah. Yeah, we've got another week. Taking on— Western Illinois, who's 0-3, they have had a tough start to their season. We have had a tough but inspiring start to our season. Something, I, like, I like the way you put that. Yes. It's been tough, but I think we've shown so much promise that this is going to be the game where we break it big. I think we're going to have a great game this week. 6 p.m., Eccles Coliseum. We want to pack the stands like crazy. So that Oh, yeah. It better be sold out. You guys better be showing up. Oh, for sure. If everyone is there, our team will feel supported. They'll be ready. I think we will finally have a week where we have that good first half, get out early, and then hopefully stay ahead the whole rest of the time because that's been the challenge for us the whole time. All right. I got a question for you. Who do you think is going to be the leading receiver? you think it's going to be Isaiah Wooden Ooh. or Zach Mitchell? I'll give you those two options. You can go with the wild card if you want, but between those two. That's a tough call. I'm going to say... I think Isaiah will have it. Yeah? Yeah. He's really starting to ramp things up. Last He had a very good last two weeks after kind of a slower first week. So Yeah. I think he's just such a reliable target, and I think Zach's going to have a great day too, but I think that Isaiah has been waiting on this game to pop off. He wants... He wants one of those weeks where he Last week didn't count as a pop-off? No, it was a pop-off. <laughs> two touchdowns? <laughs> no. He did great, and... I just think he's getting into that rhythm where he's ready to pop off every game. Fair enough, fair enough, yeah. But yeah. that should be a fun one. Look for the front seven. Look for our front seven to try to, to hold Western Illinois to very few rushing yards. Also, I definitely just said Illinois instead of Illinois. Western yeah. Illinois. Don't be doing that. That will uh, drive me crazy every <laughs> time we're talking. And I do have another fun fact about Western Illinois. For those of you who aren't aware, I'm sure you are aware, Coach Todd Simon left for Bowling Green, our new head coach, Coach Rob Jeter actually came from Western Illinois. That's where he was coaching before. So hopefully he's going to root for SU and not Western Illinois. <laughs> I'm sure he will. He, was, he actually talked about this in his press conference that he saw that our homecoming game was going to yeah. be against Yeah, I forgot Western about Illinois. that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, he's excited to come out and watch the game with all the rest of us. It'll be a fun one. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, I think that about wraps it up for SUU, SUU. Sports. Kale, we'll have you start NFL Week 2. We'll do a little bit of professional sports here. We have some time. Oh, man. It's been a crazy week, too. Started off with some great games all week. Bengals still suck. Yep. Unfortunately, but they lost their first two games last year and then turned it around and made it to the AFC Championship. So Fair. maybe it's not the same as the Broncos where they just actually suck. I was about to say Bengals suck, but not as bad as the Broncos who are even worse. Yeah. Man, I just, I don't get it, man. It's really frustrating. It's one of those things where you just, you watch every week, and at this point, I'm just like, I just expect them to lose, and so when they do lose, I'm just like, well, it's what I thought, and then you just move on with your day, you know? It's one of those things where yeah. you just, 
Yeah, I just let's move on from the Broncos talk here. Let's let's see. Um, do you have any other notes from NFL Week Two, or we can talk a little fantasy football, whatever you'd like. I saw so Braxton Jones, our SEU players on mm-hmm. the Bears right now. The Bears O line isn't doing a bad job protecting for Justin Fields. They they had a couple good plays where they protected for so long for him, and he just wasn't making anything happen with it. It was it was hard to watch for me, honestly. It's been a rough start for Justin Fields, you could say. Yeah. We'll see if he can turn things around, but I just want to see as much success from Braxton as possible. Yeah. It's really cool to see the SU alum starting on the offensive line for for the Bears, especially with a mid-major school. You don't, in the FCF school, you don't get that yeah. as often. But just recently, we talked about it last week, the Stephen Neff Austin player who had the game-winning Punt return touchdown, yes. but, but it there's definitely been more recognition, and the talent is there, right? And I think more recognition is coming, but Kale, we'll have you start off with the fantasy football talk here. Uh, you were showing me earlier, you, you can you can explain your your dire situation here in fantasy football to, to the audience. Yeah, I'm having a tough time when it comes to my 10-man league. My draft picks were Cooper Cup, who is on IR right now, and then Nick Chubb was my second round pick. And if you didn't see, he went out with a pretty brutal injury to the oh, leg. One of I the don't worst know, I've ever seen, man. I don't know if we'll ever see him play football again. It was really hard to watch. Very sad injury, especially for someone like Nick Chubb, who's just been working so hard for this. Well, and you know, in 2015, in college at Georgia against Tennessee, he had pretty much the same injury. Wasn't that same, just brutal. That was just awful this last week, but... He yeah. tore basically everything in his knee and came back and bounced back. It's just that's a tough one to come back from twice, man. It's just it's just really sad to see. You just especially when you're injuries. getting older too. Injuries Chuck's just not as suck. young as he used to be. Yeah, he he's a dog though. You could say <laughs> that is true. I bet, I bet he'll bounce back. But and then my third round pick was cool. Jalen Waddle, who is currently in concussion protocol. So I've got three picks potentially out this week of my roster, <laughs> which, yeah, that's that's pretty rough luckily, if you don't play though, fantasy football. Yeah. Luckily, though, for the Dolphins, they won't even need Jalen Waddle to beat the Broncos. So <laughs> that's probably <laughs> true. I hope he's in regardless, though. Oh, yeah. Well, for your sake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's about it for fantasy football. The last thing I want to talk about is just the rest of college football. We can We can talk a little bit about that. We saw Alabama drop out of the... Top 10 for the first time in a long time. Totally crazy. Which they had a rough one against USF. Ended up winning 17-3. to But they did announce recently, though, who their starting quarterback from now on is going to be. And they did. They are going back to Jalen Milrow. So wow. Ty Buechner and Ty Simpson. Taylor Buechner and Ty Simpson aren't going to get the start. It's going to go to Jalen Milrow from now on. So Nice. I definitely agree with that decision. Yeah. You got to go with the athletic guy. Yeah. Um, In other news, let's see BYU football. We can talk. We can talk about BYU if that's okay. Oh no, BYU that just beat us. We're not allowed to talk about that, Greg. So they they had a big win against Arkansas, headed into Big Twelve play, and they'll be at Kansas, a sold out Kansas this week. So that'll be pretty cool. Lance Leopold, and will lead Kansas there. this is going to be a very exciting weekend of college football, though. Ohio State at Notre Dame is going to be amazing. 
I suggest everyone t- tune into that game and see if Ohio State can actually put up some points. <laughs> oh, yeah. My highlight game of the week is always going to be Colorado, though. That's I, true. You can't go against Colorado. I love watching Coach Prime. And if if you were tuned into that game, you were one of a lot of people because... 9.25 million yeah. or something is where it peaked at, which is the they most... Had a record, right? Uh... I don't know if it was necessarily a record, but I know that it was the most this college football season. Yes. So in, in yeah. that sense, yes. I think as far as like a, a regular season game goes, that was a crazy number for it to have in just some like random regular season game. It's not rivalry oh, week yeah. yet or anything like that, but that was one of the craziest comeback thrillers I've seen in a long time. Double overtime. They did got you stay the up for the whole thing? I did, yeah. So I was did awake I. That's all I like the way. <laughs> it was awesome. See, luckily for us in the West, though, it's not that bad. Compared to, you know, people in the East, it was like, let's see, it got over it. Got over like 12.30 our time. So like 2.30 people in the East were. That would suck to have to stay up that late to see it. I mean, you know, you go to sleep, you wake up seven hours later, and then you get seven hours of commercial-free football. True. <laughs> But, yeah, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about today, Kale, regards to college sports, anything else? Nope. I think that about covers everything I had for the pros, everything for SUU. All right. Well, if that's the case, I just want to give a, a quick shout-out to SU News' new podcast, Instagram, if you want to go ahead and follow that. If you just go to SU News, you can you can find that there. Do you know what exactly is the SU podcast um? Instagram handle, do you know, Kale? S-U-U underscore news underscore podcasting. Perfect. So go ahead and follow there, and then you can be ready when all of when our content of our... comes out on the Thundercast. We've got a couple other podcasts on there. That Talk just started Nerdy last to week. Me. We have Baby Teeth is brand new. Say, I haven't listened to the Baby Teeth yet. I think it'll be a good one. I'm all really right. excited. I haven't seen any of them yet either, but... I'm really excited to listen to that one. Advice for freshmen is what that one. Oh, that'll like. be a good one. Yeah. Is it going to be troll advice or are they going to give some real advice too? It's definitely going to be real advice okay. mixed in with a little bit of uh, humor there and jokes. Fair enough, fair enough. But Yeah. And then also there will be pretty soon here we'll start Sugar and Spice back up. But That's a good one. Not yet. That's a good one. So, yeah, we got all those. So go ahead and tune in. And thanks again for listening to thundercast this week we'll see you guys next week and this is brig signing off and kale signing off thank you guys <laughs>